episode 175 of the reptile gumbo podcast i'm really impressed that you don't just mute both of our microphones before <sighs> we start i've done it before have you i don't i have it. uh yeah episode 175 25 more episodes and we're at 200 dude i know you, you get the maths there james I, that's, that's about the math i can do that's, that's the limit uh i have a freezer full of rats that says we have to do this show for like another year though contractually obligated uh <laughs> because i got rats from our sponsor for uh for being our sponsor and now i have to make sure we have shows i mean you're rocking and rolling with these shows so. uh speaking of our rat sponsor little shop of whores and uh i, oh, I didn't even have my little thing i'm ready to go man you, you, go to you know what if you're looking for a high quality pvc rack look no further than lone star reptile racks they offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes geckos rats and more you can even order something custom shipping is available or you can plan to pick up at a herps reptile show near you Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. We need to add racks and cages to oh, that. We do. We actually do need to update this. But also, if you or anyone you know wants laser engraved pencils or erasers, he can hook you up. And they are Ticonderoga pencils, people. Yep, they are the shit pencils. They I, are. Well, I, told, I told him, I said, when you're going to do it, they got to be Ticonderoga because that's the one. That was the first thing I messaged him. I said, what kind of pencils are they? He's like, Ticonderoga. Gotta Come be. on. I, know, I said, of course. As he was like, I know what teachers want. And I'm like, yes. Uh, I, so I actually uh, think I know what I'm going to do this year. I heard this from another person in the uh, program that I'm in at uh, Houston. I think I'm going to buy a box of non-eraser having cheap ass golf pencils. And from now on, when a kid asks for a pencil, they're getting a golf pencil. That's pretty good. So nub, little short golf pencil, yeah. no eraser. That's a. Uh, I actually the method that I use in my classroom worked really well last year. Yeah, no, you like being nice. I like being a dick. Yeah, but no, like I still have pencils left over that never got used last year. And yeah. normally I run out and I didn't. I want to watch high school kids have to write with a with a golf pencil. I'm teaching my same babies they, I taught last they year. They make them so. with an eraser, but I was like, nope, no, no, no. That's they too make nice. golf pencils with an eraser? Yeah. Googling that shit. Googling. You go to Amazon. They're for sale on Amazon. Anyways, uh, Little Shop of Horrors is a small feeder and pet supplies business based in San Antonio, and they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio as well as other neighboring towns and cities like Houston. Uh, they offer shipping on their feeder insects, ice pods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents, too. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and the amphibians that consume them. Uh, we actually met up with them this past weekend mm -hmm. and got rats. I have a whole freezer full of rats. Uh, I'm super excited because I don't have to buy rats for a while. And I can fatten up my boas and make some more boas. Dude, the golf pencils are Ticonderoga. <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not paying for Ticonderoga <laughs> golf pencils. Okay, sorry. Uh, but Lil's, that's L-I-L apostrophe S, Shop of Horrors. Check them out on Facebook. They're there for all your feeder needs. Lewis will hook you up. And if you mention the podcast, you will get, I don't want to lie, I'm going to back, back up. Hold on. Wait, I can do it. I got to find where I posted what you'll get. Pause. Hold on. I don't want to lie. 10% off your first order. If you mention the podcast, you get 10% off your first order. So if you need uh, dubias or if you need uh, ice pods or if you're in the area and need frozen rodents, hit them up. You get 10% off. Everybody, everybody still here? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Just make sure. You got quiet. Sorry. <laughs> our <laughs> daughter was, our daughter's not even in Texas and she's still messaging me. Just ignore her. She's not in Texas. You can ignore her. Uh, also, Herb Reptile Shows. 
Let's go through the list of Herbs Reptile shows coming up. The next one coming up is Slidell, Louisiana. That is this weekend, July 22nd and 23rd. I'm really glad you have that list because I could not tell you any of these. I got them on here. I pulled up Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, July 29th, 30th. Corpus Christi, Texas, August 12th and 13th. Bryan College Station, August 19th and 20th. Then back over to Conroe, September 9th and 10th. Baton Rouge, which is technically Gonzalez. Baton Rouge, September 16th and 17th. Alto, Waco, Waco, October 21st, 22nd. And then back over to Lake Charles, November 4th and 5th. We're not going to Baton Rouge, are we? I don't think so. Okay, cool. I'll totally sign up for a canoe training that weekend. That doesn't affect me in the slightest. No, it doesn't. I'm just, I cannot go to Baton Rouge. I thought you were going to come to that one. You can go maybe with Robert. Okay, maybe I am going. I, can, I won't be able to leave till... After school. After school on Friday. That's our first week of school. Whoa. Mm. Sucks for y'all. Yeah. Yes. I have canoe training that weekend. Canoodling? We're I'm doing... not, not going to canoodle with anybody other than you, so no. <laughs> We're going to have some canoodle training. <laughs> uh, anyway, so check out Herps, Little Shovel Horse, and Robert. And uh, anything else you want to add, Robert? You got the acrylic cages now? You got the <clears throat> acrylic uh, uh, boxes? You can cages? make shit with you... a laser. Yeah, he's well, he can engrave shit. He's got laser. He doesn't have shark with laser beams, but he has laser. Yep. Uh, so you can make signs. Yep. Custom made whatevers. Lots of custom maids. Custom made whatever. Lots I can of- figure out what I want on my pencils. I'm totally getting pencils made. Y'all have to forgive me tonight. I, my vertigo's fucking with me today, and I'm don't even. I feel like I'm drunk. Like I'm hungover. That's the worst. But like I'm drinking again. <clears throat> don't don't drink when you're hungover. Yeah, I got home for lunch today about. 1230 and finished eating lunch and was sitting on the couch and went to stand up to go to the bathroom and don't remember anything for like an hour and a half. And then he shit himself. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. That's good. That's good. That, that could have gone. No. <laughs> that could have gone south. It could have. Quickly. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I, I, just, I had a very scary moment yesterday. So I, I've been well, waiting. What? Thanks to Prime Day. Well, I've been waiting for years to get a drone. And the uh, and I've talked about on here before. I'm in a program right now where I'm doing a internship thing, whatever. Anyways, it allowed me to be able to buy the drone I want, like a thousand dollar drone. It's a nice drone. It's beautiful. Um, was <laughs> it, it, it was a nice drone. It'll be nice Very again. Very much was. It will be nice again. Uh, I've had it for two days. Drone has zero points. I've had it for two days. Birds have one. And uh, I got some <laughs> awesome footage of deer. I got some really cool footage. I can show you of some nutria. And uh, as I was coming in to get some more footage of deer yesterday, all of a sudden my drone goes falling out of the sky. And, and it, oh, spirals. And on the my screen, you just see it spiraling and hit the ground. Uh, and then when you go back and watch the video, at the very end, you can watch a hawk flying away. So I apparently got attacked by a hawk, uh, which knocked my $1,000 drone out of the sky, which luckily I bought the insurance. So it is now being shipped off and I'm getting a replacement drone. Um, I shipped it all off and got it everything taken care of today. Fucking birds. Another reason to hate birds. <laughs> Yep. Goddamn bird. <laughs> I posted it in a group, in a, in a drone group, and they're like, was this user error? No. It's a fucking bird. Right. And someone's like, it looks like someone got too close to mom's nest. They're like, nope, just a pissed off hawk. Yep. No nest, just an angry hawk. We weren't even near trees. No, like, I was, that was that's how I knew thing. it had to be a bird, because I was in the wide open. There was nothing for me to hit. I'm really glad you weren't over water. Me too. And that it wasn't at the rest stop where we were this weekend, because there would have been no retrieval at that point. Me too. I, may, I You know what? I may post that picture over in the... Uh, and the discussion group, the video of, of the hawk taking my drone out. Yeah. 
fucking hawk. Because it did. It. Oh, man. It, it, yeah. I'm really impressed, though, because last night when you got home, you didn't have the landing gear. Yeah, the landing gear fell off. It had fallen off. But then today when you came home, you had stopped. I stopped and went and looked for it. You were able to find well, it. Well, I thought the landing was gear cool. was like $2, and we told you it was $15 last night. I was like, no, I need to go find $15. <laughs> I can lose $2. I didn't want to lose $15. It may have been $2 when we bought it because it may That's have true. been on sale. I mean, we Prime Day the shit bought. out of Prime Day. Fuck. I felt like I should have left goodies for like, our delivery for guy. For three days, we had nothing but packages on our doorstep. It was insane. Anyways. Highly recommend Black & Decker for vacuums, though. That's true. You got your Black & Decker vacuum. People like think it's messed up if I buy my wife a vacuum in the present. I wanted one. I picked it out. Bobcat or some type of large... Cat spotted on County Road 310 down here, down where we got herping. And I'm like, well, there's nature in my nature. <laughs> we'll get to that one. We're going to one, We're gonna get to that, that one, That was too. a great question. Thank that you was, very much. That was a good question. All right. And so, then the very next thing. Curious, how do snakes survive in this heat? <laughs> the same way they've done for them. The same way years. you do. They don't fucking lay out in it. <laughs> you notice how they're not laying in the middle of the road at noon? Yeah, right. All right. Let's get to our guest. And then we'll get into that. That's actually a question that we'll get into on in a little bit. But... Let me go ahead and bring in our guest. Our guest is Nick Gill of the Lizard Kids Reptile Company. How's it going, Nick? What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. That's a Happy to be name. here. You were, you were, your name was given to us by the uh, the, Reddies. the Reddies. I was going to say the Howdies because we had them on last week. And I'm like, that's the wrong couple. <laughs> is the Reddies. The Howdies make cages. The Reddies make chameleons. Uh, well, the chameleons make chameleons, but the Reddies have Oh, them. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, so Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what do you keep? Because yeah. I, I know what you keep, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, as far as what I keep, um, sorry, my dog is excited. So he <laughs> wants to he wants to be on camera. Come here, Job. Ours will start whining go. in about 15 minutes from the top of the stairs because she can't get to Robert. So it's not us. It's 100% because she can't get to Robert. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, yeah, I keep a dog. I keep two kids. And then uh, my wife keeps me. So, you know, Um <laughs> But now for reptiles, uh, you can kind of see it behind me real quick. So the vast nice majority of what you. I keep, yeah, a couple of them I built. Um, well, the red one I built, um, the plastic, terrible. I made the windows way too big and I need real glass. But, you know, I'm happy. It works good. Um, so, yeah, all tree monitors except for a couple of Yarrow Platus, uh, Satanicus. Those are cool. Fantasticus, Satanicus. Only two of them, two males. Uh, so got stuck with two, two males. So we're figuring that out, but they're fun to have. And then a bearded dragon and then a pair of, uh, Panther chameleons. The male, I got the Embonger from the Reddies, and it was the first chameleon I got, uh, I think in like probably four or five years, I hadn't had any chameleons for a while. So it was fun to get one again and have my kids kind of get introduced to them. They'd only had really like the tree monitors that they couldn't really hold or interact with. So it was nice to get a bearded dragon and a panther so they can, you know, play with them. That's really cool. Yeah, that's what I keep. Yeah. yeah. The, the, How old are your kids? Uh, three and one, and they both love the animals. A fun so age. They'll... <laughs> no, it's not a fun age. Uh, yeah. It is a fun age. You still have to change diapers. Well, Once you have diapers, fun it's and, great. Fun and exhausting. Yeah. Ours is 12. See the... Did you, okay. She has preteen age. So did you go looking for the readies or did they weasel you into buying chameleon? Because they weaseled me into buying a chameleon. No, they did not. I one hundred percent was the one who weaseled you. I blame them. <laughs> so I, I had left Cam Central, like the the forum, just because like I don't know, just sometimes like chameleon stuff. 
it gets a little wild and like i used to be a little bit more wild so like i you know i'd get into it with people and i was just like you know just the the, the chameleon drama right for whatever reason that Dude, group like i've oh, realized it's not pure it's pure it's this it's that oh you have life plans you should have fake you have you know it's just there's a there's a lot going on in that group so i rejoined and then was able to meet the the readies they had some cool stuff we got a uh, simbava from them and it's awesome but yeah i uh one day into one of those groups i posted my cage with plastic plants and they lost their shit you would have thought that i was like killing a chameleon on camera <laughs> uh yeah. I, got, I got banned from like one day in the group posted a picture oh, yeah. i got banned for like two months or like i muted i was still in the group but i couldn't say shit for two months uh yeah fucking chameleon uh, people I I just, I don't know, like, it's really hard to furnish an entire cage with all life plants. Yeah, yeah we don't have any. I just, yeah, like, it's really hard to keep plants good. alive. Uh, that's my problem. Yeah, I, I suck at keeping plants alive, and I'm not going to struggle to keep plants alive while also trying to make sure I keep my chameleon alive. So I don't know if the two of you have noticed or not, but the pothos on our porch is starting to come back. And There's I have, a pothos on your porch? I have been neglecting it for the last three months because when I took care of it like I it was died. supposed to, I killed it. But now it's coming back because I have stopped paying attention. That shows you how much I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's next to all the wandering Jew that's taking over our porch. I don't think you're allowed to call it that anymore. Jay. You are. I'm calling it wandering. That's Jew. what it is. I've ignored the wandering Jew too. It's kind of just growing into our flower bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're in pots. So they're hoping to our classroom. they don't root in our flower bed before they have to go back to your classroom. Oh, they'll be fine. Just break them off and they'll keep growing. Oh my lord. We'll just have wandering Jew in the classroom and at home. Anyways, uh, so yeah, tree monitors. That's that's one thing I only talked about because I remember some of the first tree monitors I saw were at Daytona in like 2005, 2006. I saw, I think, oh, yeah. think it was the first time I saw blue ones. I think the f- some, some half dead wild cops. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. man, that's crazy. Did we crazy. go in 05 or 06? We went in 05. Did we? Uh huh. Because we started dating in 05. Yeah. And then it was in August we went in 05. Oh, okay. We went 05 oh, through 09. I we waited a year. Oh, yeah. 09. <laughs> Darren says you got to send the chameleon up on your drone. Yep. That's what I got to do. And then post that on the chameleon groups. <laughs> that's a hard pass. <laughs> At least there's no, uh, you know, fake plants. So yeah. We'll be good. no fake plants. It's I'll put a real plant on the drone. Oh, fucking chameleon. I remember in the chameleon group when, like, people finally came to the realization that, like, you shouldn't cuddle chameleons. Like there was like this weird thing where there was like a few chameleon cuddlers in the group and like they'd like get them under a blanket and stuff. And I'm like, chameleons hate that. And like, why are we pretending like it's okay? And then like mm. eventually like there was just this, just, I don't know, I'm having like flashbacks of chameleon <laughs> groups. Well, then, you have, so, then you have the exact about- opposite where people are like, don't touch it, barely look at it. You can own it. But you should not even say yeah. its name out loud. So our daughter yeah. has a fat tail gecko that lives in my classroom during the school year. And it's 100% not cuddling, but it does like to hide. Yeah. So when kids yeah. have hoodies on, like oh, hold yeah. it or whatever, it always hides in the hood in the back. I'm still amazed that your uh, stupid gecko, your crested, hasn't lost its tail. My crested gecko is great. I don't understand how in that. Although he hates for anyone but me to hold him. Yeah, but I hear about people all the time, like they walk into their room, they close their door too loud, and then, oh, there goes the tail. Oh, no, this sucker lived oh in a third grade classroom for two years and did fabulous. 
I don't know how he still has a tail either. I don't know how they survive the way they just jump into midair and hope they survive on the way down. He, he'll randomly jump like from one side of his tank to the other See, and like smack. Katie missed this whole conversation with Ashley and Steven last week that we had. Yeah. About oh, yeah. Thing. About the stupidity of them. He just like all of a sudden we'll hear this thump and it's because he has literally dove from one side of his tank to the other for no reason. Like oh, he had a reason, I'm sure. <laughs> just wasn't a good one. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no thought process going on in the head of those guys. No. Uh, Do they even have a brain? I, I don't it's think very so. Very small, I'm sure. I'm telling you, we we imported the dumb ones. That's all we did. Um, all right. So, what do we think about the new Axanthic Cresties coming out? Because that's I, actually something that I'm sold is on, on Axanthic. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Okay. Crested gecko genetics confuse the shit out of me, so I don't understand I'm Google them. Google it. Uh, some stuff's like incomplete dominant. Some stuff is very few is like recessive, and then like everything else is just polygenetic or polymorphic. Polymorphic. Uh, and so I'm always confused by them. But I know like the Xanthic. That's the one where that dude sold a shit ton out in like Vegas at some expo and made. Hey, Xanthic starts with an A. Yeah, exam- how'd you spell it? I started it with an X. And it's that egg- was wrong. Exanthic. Yeah, I totally didn't realize there was an A at the beginning of that word. How can you say you like Exanthic and you can't even spell cool it? But these are cool looking and I want one. Yeah, yeah find a price tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James and I said the same thing at the same time. Go look at the price. But it's black and white. Yeah, find a price tag. You know it's my weakness. They look cool, but are they going to be worth six grand in two years? No. I mean, how's the genetics work on those? Are they... Incomplete dominant like Lily Whites. This says starting price is a thousand. I don't know. I mean, because we we just did a show where one t- a table had, I don't know, thirty Lily Whites on it. And they and, were all fifteen. Oh really? And they up. still had them priced at like fifteen hundred bucks, whereas the other tables had Lily Whites and they were like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. And guess who didn't sell any Lily Whites? Yeah. Is a Lily White different than an Axantic? I think so. Yeah, I don't know anything about them. I think. Yeah. I know someone in our chat has to know Crested Gecko genetics. Someone needs to chime up and clear up Crested Gecko genetics. Well, here, here's why I brought it up, right? So I was like thinking like, you know, if they're worth like six grand, like I just threw it out there to someone who's a buddy of mine. I was like, what if I traded you a blue tree monitor? And I was expecting the person to like jump on it, right? Um, but they kind of like were like, well, these are worth six grand right now. And I'm like, are they? But did you they, know, like, did they can make... you list it right now and it, it's going to sell instantly for that amount? Because so, that's what I think is. And worth did they did they make gonna... them? Did they produce those? No. no. There's um, I think there's a good amount out there. Now. Well, not a good amount, but like they're they're getting out there, right? Yeah. It's a crested gecko. They, I think anyone with a pulse could breed them, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of like I think, like how long? Like, cause, and that's where I kind of brought up that that morph question is like how. How does morphs, you know, affect? And I don't want to jump the gun on it, no, you know, on. if there was other. But there's, there's no you know, order to the I've show. Been out of, yeah. I've been out of morph breeding for so long, you know. Mm-mm. I haven't really, I haven't bred beardies for like eight years, and I never got super into it. I was only with like hypo or you know translucent or stuff like that for beardies. So then it was like now we're seeing them. Like obviously ball pythons are are you know super morphed out, you know, and there's some absolutely beautiful ones but i just don't know that much about them now for like the morph market and how's it going and how does it affect the animals and i don't know okay i'm sorry so that's where i wanted to 
So Jason just said that we need to talk with Brian with Altitude Exotics because some of the price tags on his are in the twenty to forty thousand dollar range. Are we talking about fucking crested geckos? Yeah. Yeah. No, sir. That is ridiculous. They sell a lot of them to South Korea. Asia really loves them. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for you. Okay. Yeah, Asia is really because what I just found like starting price for the Xanthics were starting at a thousand. No, there's no way. I would I would double check that. I can't think of that because those things were expensive, like just recently expensive. Uh, Darren Watson said I did see the the leucistic blood python. I saw that. Uh, Tiki's geckos has a twenty thousand dollar lily white on their TikTok. See, but this is kind of like back in the early 2000s when people had $50,000 ball pythons that weren't really $50,000 ball pythons because no one ever actually exchanged cash. They were just trading animals, and so they could put whatever fucking number they wanted on it. Yeah, it's like yeah, artwork. There's like, a het yeah. Xanthic for 2400 Yeah. And that's a het. Which means it has to be a recessive gene. So it'll hold price a little longer than, say, Lily White. Because I think Lily White is a uh, is an incomplete dominant gene, which is much easier to make. Recessive tend to hold price a little better. I just want to see a crested gecko sold for more than $1,000. Like, I want to see the screenshot of the PayPal transaction or the morph market sale. Like, I want to... I want to see that, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I believe it happens, you know, but I just haven't seen it. So it's just anytime I see something that's fairly easy to breed, I just I don't know. So what what, what do you guys mainly breed? So um, I, what again? I have uh, mostly Sam Boas and then okay. uh, Boa Red Tails, but it's the Imperator. So not true Red Tails, but Red Tails, uh, Brazilian yeah. Rainbow Boas. And so those are most of the things I breed. And then I have some other odds and ends snakes that are just collections like a speckled king snake and she's got a stupid mexican black king snake that shut your face anyways uh mira and well. then i've got some stupid so then you're super familiar with morphs and you obviously know like then uh, you mean well, like the... what go ahead i don't have anything okay. i don't know <laughs> well but the snake <laughs> genetics are different than the lizard genetics right well i uh, know genetics genetics it just depends on how it works oh a lot of uh, there are a lot of things and like I said a lot of things in the geckos that are poly what you just said it all depends on how it works so doesn't that make it different no no no, no, no. <laughs> so recessive is recessive no matter what it's in but not okay. all genes are recessive incomplete is incomplete no matter what it's in but then there are some that are polygenetic which means it's more than one gene like the what melted oh. ball python people's brains because the desert ghost is more than one gene and people couldn't wrap their brain around how that worked oh. uh, or then like a lot of what is in crested geckos which is polymorphic which is I can take this really amazing looking gecko bring it to this other really amazing looking gecko and get a whole clutch of shit looking geckos because it's polymorphic and you're just kind of I mean granted pretty to pretty should give you a better odds of a pretty baby but it also could just give you cheap looking ones yeah. Yeah. what does polymorphic mean Morphic, so, so it's poly meaning multiple Yeah. morphic has to do with the uh, phenotype the visual so there's, oh. it's, there's multiple visuals coming from one off from, from one so pairing. So it's like when you take this really pretty color paint and this really pretty color paint and mix them together and get brown. Yes. Yes. Okay. Whereas polygenetic. Speaks to the normal people. Polygenetic is uh, is poly meaning multiple. Like desert ghost gene and ball python was thought to be a recessive trait. But it comes to find out it's possibly three recessive traits. 
working together. So well, if you have multiple <clears throat> genes, if you're missing one of them, you may not get what you're expecting visually. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So people that's was melting the brains. And then incomplete dominant is like our hypo bow. Like I breed a hypo to a normal and then half of them come out hypo. Right. And then recessive is like the albino. I breed an albino to a het. I'll get albinos. If I breed an albino to a normal, I get all normals. Gotcha. So I actually understood that. Good job. But then like Nick, today. Nick is mostly dealing with tree monitors, which come in their own natural occurring, amazing colors. And so you're not doing morphs there. So like blue, green and black are their own natural colors, not a morph, which I think is probably. Yeah. And I know I was one that was confused with that, about that for the longest time. But that that thing, that's where a lot of people get confused in tree monitors because they tend to lump tree monitors and think I want a blue one or I want a green one, but they're not the same thing. Right. Yeah. So I had no idea. I. <laughs> I never knew the the term polymorphic. Like I just thought, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's crazy. So a polymorphic would be, for example, like a bearded dragon that's translucent and hypo and a whiplet or whatever the, like all three, or is it saying that you yeah. have to combine those to get something else? Polymorphic like, would be like a uh, line breeding. So if you're line okay. breeding an animal for a certain look, uh, the more yeah. often you breed those things together, the more often that look will pop up. But you can still get normal ones because it's not a true genetic thing as far as a recessive trait. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, is, okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a little tricky. And then, like I said, and, and you're dealing in just natural phenotypes that just naturally occur. I, I, I don't know. Are there any morphs in tree monitors? I mean, so there's, like, locales, and that's really it. And, yeah. like... I almost don't even like getting into like green tree monitor locales because I'm just like, man, this is going to start to feel like chameleons again, you know? But the thing is, that's funny is like when I went to Lee, I was like, I want a true Embanja. And he was one of the few people I saw like that wasn't like a super blue Embanja that I personally think are, are mixed with like, um, you know, like nosy bees or stuff. Like I have my own beliefs about some of the super blue Embanjas and stuff, but they may not be like, I'm sure they all have their answers for it, but yeah, I mean, with tree monitors, it's just, yeah, you, we, uh, if somebody was ever like, oh, I want to mix a black tree monitor and a blue tree, like we, we kind of jump, jump their butt a little <laughs> bit and be like, hey, please, please don't like there's, there's not enough of these going around to like, just start having, you know, so what does that come? But that's crossing species. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not like a, a morph where it's like, it's still a, just a ball python is mixed and has morphs. So that would be like a ball python ball python with i don't know a burmese python yeah. if that was able that's to happen a, that's a thing so they do are that. you I was burn, say, balls, you're, burn balls yeah. you're basically just making a mutt at that point right yeah so so it so the green tree monitors are different species so it'd be like breeding my boa to like a true red tuft, to like a Suriname. Well, I, I can still get boas that will look like boas but they're mutt boas they're two different species bred together my son has one of those royal horns or whatever it is oh the imperials yeah the imperials where it's a king snake and a, and a corn horn snake. yeah yeah i want the the imperial what's it cow king i think it's a cow king to, and a, a, the, the to milk a pueblin snakes. it's the pueblin milk snakes that's yeah, what yeah. yes yeah. they all have cool patterns he got it from russell didn't he yeah because they're all king snakes yeah. They're, yeah. yeah they're both kings yes yeah, that's on my don't list. like so super off topic but so kind of on topic i don't know he fits so doesn't great type park breed something uh that like it's like this Ciclera rock iguana and you have to like mix with it with like a cuban iguana or something like that to where like it's make it uh, like legal to sell 
or something like that, but you want it to be more Cuban than anything. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, do you guys know anything about that? Or I don't know. I know he's got all those different iguanas, but I know like, um, what is it? You can't own, sometimes it's, you can't own Nile crocodiles, but people can own like Nile crosses, I think. Which no one should fucking own either one, but anyways, that's completely different <laughs> yeah, conversation. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know, I know that he's got all the different types of like rock iguanas down there, but I'm not sure. But he doesn't have any. That's where I think because like he sells them, and it's like says like some kind of a cross, and that's the only reason he can sell it. But he like presents it mainly as like this is mainly the rare one, like it's, but it has like a little bit of a cross so you can sell it. So like that stuff is also interesting because it's like, you know. I don't know. Like if if we could have like a a, a Komodo dragon in captivity because it's crossed with something else that could just like we'd all kind of want a Komodo dragon. Some of us oh, would yeah. make that mistake and just go for it. You, you know? know what? If so. you hated life, just see if you could cross a Komodo with a croc monger and just say fuck Hell it. No. Oh my god! I disagree Jeez. with that entirely. Uh, Travis posted it. Death wish. Give your brain an exercise in our group. Somitic positional information guides self organized patterning of snake scales. I'm not even going to attempt. To fucking read that. What? It's exactly. Something, it's something that Travis posted in the in the group in the discussion group. Oh, gotcha. But Travis, po- Travis, if, I know gonna listen, I do read. Travis stuff. is going to listen to this at some point, and I've told him before. Whenever he posts some sort of scientific paper, there needs to be some sort of a short description explaining what the fuck it means because none of the, the rest notes? of us understand. Yes. <laughs> we get it, Travis. You're really smart, and you've got a dog. You're a doctor. <laughs> Explain shit to us. It's hard to understand. So. Hey. Going back to the the black and the and like, what happens if you mix black and green? Does it just become like muted? Yeah, black and green. I mean, I don't think. I think the only people I've seen that have that are the Crutchfields, and they like publicly said like it wasn't on purpose, like you know, and they're not going to breed it, which I respect. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. Like a green tree monitor looks so cool because it's very green, and a black tree monitor looks very cool because it's very black and. The one they have kind of just looks like, you know, just kind of like a, a black tree monitor with some green, you can green al- you know. You can always go the path of green tree python breeders and uh, have your locale <laughs> yeah. people and then have your others who are like, fuck it, we're going to see what we can mix together and make. And then you get yeah. things like uh, Bill Stegall's The Sickness and it's black and insane looking. Uh, oh, they have a black, um, a black python. A black um, tree python? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I've got to... I need to see that. I've got to find it. Hold on. I think you've shown me this. I have a mild... Okay, maybe it's not mild. I have an obsession with solid black animals. Like, yeah. I, I don't care. I don't care. That's why I have a Mexican black king snake. I got it for an anniversary gift. Have you seen Brittany Reed's new... Um... Yes, they're so pretty. Oh, the black garters? Yeah. James right. teases me about it, though, because he doesn't like plain black. <clears throat> I, don't like, I don't like black snakes or black. It, it, it gets boring cool. on some of them. Hold on. All right. Let me uh, I'm ready. Then I'm going to share the screen. I'm going to put it up here. And it's. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The sickness. All right. Yeah, that's beautiful. So that's what happens when you mix green tree python locales. I don't know which well, ones, and that's and it's worth mixing. <laughs> and I don't think it's a hundred percent like genetic because I think like Bill's tried to get some more, and he's got some that are uh, also odd looking as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's not an always thing. So here's why I think it's okay to have morphs of like a python like that, like a green tree python, right? 
I've actually gone to a Petco and seen a green tree python in California. So like there's enough of them going around that we can, we can take some chances, you know? And once we eventually get like really, really well established with tree monitors, which we're starting to, I think there's a lot more successful breeders out there. You know, I don't have a 30 person wait list anymore. Now I have to like, you know, try a little bit to, to get, you know, buyers and stuff. But, um, I think we'll get to that point maybe one day where we can, you know, we can switch it up because yeah, that thing looks awesome. So you that have, might be worth. do you have green, blue, black, and yellow? No, I owned yellows for a minute and I got them from Joe S the man who shall not be named. If you know, Joe Spolsky, people have their feelings on, I, I had an okay experience with him, but then he also tried to steal money from me. So I don't know, but out in um, Florida, I got a pair of yellows and the male eventually passed on me. Um, so only adult tree monitor I've ever had passed like before, um, just like a ripe old age. So that was rough. And then I was like, I'm just going to do greens and blues. Like I want to really hone in on those until they're really well established in America. And then maybe, you know, I could look at other ones, but I just, I don't have tons of room, Yeah. you know, and it's, it's hard to like have six foot enclosures and then go, I want to have three, you know, different species of tree monitors. So I was like, Blue and green are the ones that kind of have my heart, and I'm going to stick with those. Is there a big difference in the care of either one of them or the behavior between a blue and a green? I think greens are friendlier um, out of the egg is one thing I've definitely noticed. Um, and I think that's mainly it. I mean, blues get bigger, so you want to have a little bit bigger enclosures for them. Um they can all be picky eaters. If they're captive bred, they can all be really friendly. So, you know, um, I can't say I notice any super significant differences, um, for, for myself. So what are those yeah. cages? Six by four by two. Is that what you've got? Yeah. So this one, yeah, they're just about all six by four by two. Some of them vary by maybe like a foot or something like that. Um, with like the width, just cause when I was building them or buying them, I just, you know, different times in my life, different space allowances, but yeah, all just about six by four by two. And I see a lot of people with, um, blue trees now, you know, really pushing for even bigger, which I'm down to do. It's just finding the time to, you know, between my kids and stuff and my animals are breeding, they're doing good. They're healthy. They, you know, so like, I don't want to, you know, if it's working, I don't need to go out of my way to make it more difficult. <laughs> so. Absolutely. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Go look at the video yeah. I just shared in the group. Oh, okay. I'm trying to do two things at one time. Let's see. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt y'all, but <laughs> I, somebody just sent me this, and um, I yes. cannot yes. fucking believe this. this. So this has been floating around a lot. For those of you who may not be aware, we're, we're going to just go ahead and jump to this. This is, is that a, a, that yes. is a Gaboon Viper that is being handled. What the fuck? Pre-handled in a pre-K education classroom program. I saw that. Um, so the video has just been released this afternoon. There were still there shots. There were still shots. And so a lot of people were like giving her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's been photoshopped, so on and so forth. So um, 10, our bu friend, our 10 friend, bucks is a Venomoid. Yeah. 
but still i hope so um yeah but still that's uh depending on how venomoid surgeries go they're not always 100 percent. and still so, do you really want those fangs penetrating you or a little kid yeah. well and like that's not something you should be teaching kids look at this highly venomous our, snake i'm holding yeah. who's our friend derek that lives in florida Dijkstra. yes so he he posted it earlier yeah. as well um the fuck? yeah a fucking gaboon viper just she's just holding it like a baby like it's a puppy I hope to God that thing is not a does not have fangs, but there's someone out there that just thinks, oh, they're chubby and they're nice to me. So yeah, someone's gonna go know. to a show she's where they sell gaboons, pick up one for sixty five well, bucks. She's at a daycare. Like a, she looks like she's in, in a daycare. Apparently, at some point in the video that's been cut off, she's not paying attention to its head, and one of the kids reaches up and boop touches it. The absolute Jesus fuck. Christ. Yeah. Like I don't even allow that when I'm holding like a boa. Like I mean, a, a full grown gaboon viper bites a kid that age. That kid's dead. That's gonna oh, be yeah. that. Uh, that's I mean, it's hard enough for a freaking adult. That to would be the end of our hobby for everything. Yeah. Like yes. you just, you, we'd all be done. Yeah. yeah Even though it's like non-venomous lizards that we have, or this, or non-venomous snakes that we'd be done. Like, there's, n- there's no way she has insurance for her, for traveling to that yeah. stuff. She got a name tag on that makes her official. That's true. She's, she's wearing a <laughs> safari type shirt, so mm-hmm. she must know what the fuck she's. You know, we talked about was it. All she needs is Drew's Crikey. mustache and hat. I thought it was a and few episodes. Someone in US Of course, like Drew would them. never well, freehandle that for and now, mind you, this is shared. I shared it from the ginger snake man who freehandles everything. So for him to say this is stupid, pretty well, dumb. And like as I think we mentioned it not that long back on the show about uh who remembers when, you know, the random snake guy showed up to your school or yeah. and brought stuff and like what were their qualifications? This person has no fucking qualifications if they're just like, hey, look at this kaboom viper. I'm going to hold like it's a corn snake. Anyways, we got sidetracked from tree monitors, but that is Sorry. fucking insane. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more into this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you can see, we are all over the place when the three of us are I, all together. I always love when, like, some, whenever I invite somebody on the podcast, and, and uh, I had another one I was talking to somebody earlier, and they were like, mm, uh, uh, what, kind of, what kind of questions would we have? This and that, like, there's no there's no order we're just gonna talk like we're gonna start the camera and and uh just talk and we'll probably cover and james is excited because all both of us are here because yeah that usually yeah and your dad's not here tonight because he's on his motorcycle trip that's true yep. so i'm trying to think of something funny to say to him because he took a picture next to a sign that says hog and it's an arrow <laughs> pointing right at him that's fitting so i'm trying well, to well it was either way i think it was uh, kind errors? of. Yeah. I don't know. My dad posted 700 pictures. I'm of his living trip. on through his trip, and he's yeah. in his video. No, fuck my dad. Fighters. My dad sent me a video not with a Foo Fighter. My dad didn't even like the Foo Fighters. He was to the Foo Fighters. Well, they were at they the were Harley. At the Harley. They were convention. at the a Harley thing, and so we're one of my favorite bands of all time. He's like, who are these guys? You ever heard of them? Yeah. And, and oh, he sends his me a, grandchild is very. He sends jealous. me a video. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't even like them. Yeah. <laughs> he sends us a video clip was, of his grandchild's favorite. It was Foo Fighters and Green Day, and I'm like, what song? I can't remember which it was like sense. the first one she learned on the horrible keyboard parents. too. Yeah. I am a horrible parent. It's okay. Guys, gotta get to the chorus. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going. Anyways, fuck him. I just uh, imagine if you guys went. Sorry, I'm still on the snake thing. If no you go. guys like, if you guys like got like a notification from like the teacher of like your kid holding a gab- <laughs> gaboon or whatever you press. Oh, like it's oh like oh getting God. that photo and just being like. Like that person should be arrested and go to jail. It took me like, a like, year 
to convince my principal to let me have a corn snake. You didn't even convince them. You just put it in the room. I totally did because I started the zoology club the second year that I was at oh, the nice. school. And in October, my students were like, just bring it in. We won't say anything. And, and he didn't realize it was there. <laughs> and it was. It lived by, on the on the. But desk it wasn't a Gaboon Viper. It, it was a corn snake in a locked cage. Yeah. So. It wasn't a free-handled Gaboon Viper in front of kids. I think he finally noticed it in like February. Because that's when we and moved And there's it. people that look at your, your corn snake. Like we look at a gaboo viper, yeah. yeah, which is which is unfortunate, yeah, you know, because like a corn snake is like, you know, and then how many people like get attacked by dogs a year and we just don't hear about it or birds, ever. damn or birds, fucking or birds, birds. <laughs> goddamn birds. Are bird attack the thing? Are they are attack- those a thing? Uh, well, they are with well, drones they, apparently. Yeah, I can tell you that. Apparently, with drones, that's an uh, issue. Fucking oh, goddamn birds! Like hawks going yeah. after yes. them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that's what knocked, that's guys, knocked his out. That's what knocked my thousand dollar drone out of the sky. It was a fucking hawk. <laughs> you can see it in the video, like flying away at the end of the video. That's the craziest part. Fucking hawk. Okay. <laughs> when people try to comment on a snake picture from like the position of being an expert, we're still everything very bitter about this. Wrong. It only happened yesterday, so it's a fresh wound. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so let's talk a little bit more about monitors. Um, so you got them in a good, they need a good side cage. Are you keeping them in uh, I'll get to their question in just a second. I promise ready. I haven't, I see the question. Uh, are you keeping them paired at all times in those cages? Is it two per cage? No. So what I see, um, well, yes and no. So I would say I kind of, I didn't make a mistake, but you know, with reptiles, I think our eyes are always bigger than our, you know, stomachs, but not like we're going to eat them. <laughs> but like, you know, that saying like, we always want more than we should probably actually have. And I started holding back babies. So it limited my availability to have um, like a 1.2 all have their own enclosures at all times. So since I held some back, now I'm kind of like, okay, so I always have like 1.1 together. And then a female always has like, at least if I need a female to be alone, they all have that availability right now. So Sometimes they're 1.2 if I'm not trying to breed them because they all get along fine and they all eat good and they're super well established. Sometimes like I do my best to all separate them and other things that like some people would probably hate. But like I have like my middle cage that I'll put a green in there or I'll put a blue in there, you know, based on what I need to have its own cage. Like if I need to have all of my greens have their own cage at once and you know, then I'll put all three blues together for, you know, two weeks just because, like, none of them have parasites that I have to worry about. They don't have RIs. Like, they're all healthy. They're all good. And I actually think they benefit a lot from moving cages kind of consistently. Like, I actually think just the, the enrichment of, like, something changing in their environment is yeah. good for them. And <clears throat> I've been breeding them for a while. I, you know, I've, I've had one adult ever pass and that was from a questionable, you know, supplier. So it's like, I, I think I'm doing something right there. And I, you know, I don't know. It works pretty good for me. So uh, that was kind of a long answer. But generally, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just whatever I'm feeling. And like, I watch, I watch my animals a lot. I know each one. I look at how big their stomach is. I look at their hip bones to see if maybe they're gravid. I know if they've made it. I know if I separate them. Like, if I separate any of them from each other for 30 days. Like if a male is isolated and a female is isolated, I know as soon as I put them together, it's like probably an 80% chance they're going to lock. So like, I just kind of, I just know my animals, you know, they're my babies. I, I wash them a lot. So 
yeah, they're kind of just all over the place and it's what works for me. And some people probably despise that, but it's going good. So the, so. the Reddy's asked, what are the standard requirements for keeping tree monitors, such as uh, temperature, hydration, enclosure size, which we kind of <laughs> hit on a little bit, uh, food, feeding. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, let's, let's, I guess we'll take it from a couple things. Uh, let's take it from, say, we'll do captive bread. We won't, we won't discuss, uh, cause there's tons of imports and, and setting of an import and doing all that's completely different, but wild some... caught, I isolate them, isolate yeah. them for a long time. Yeah. And so these are all well-established. They're all wild caught, but they're all treated good. But yeah. So let's assume someone gets a baby, uh, blue tree monitor from you. What should yeah. they set it up in? How should they set that up? They're so smart and so active that instantly three foot by three foot enclosure like out of the egg i wouldn't recommend anything smaller and if someone's nervous about them like finding food or something like that's just because your enclosure set up wrong so the biggest thing i push to new owners is do not have hiding spots at the bottom of the enclosure like maybe have like one right but if everything is heavy on the bottom like where they can just dig, they're going to go to the bottom because that's the only place they can find to hide. Yeah. So you want to have a lot of layers, a lot of cork. Like cork tubes, you like cork tubes I assume would be really good for them. Yeah. So if you take a look, like I have tons of different layers so they can hide all under here because they want to be able to hide somewhere where it's warm and also like where they can wedge themselves in somewhere really, really tight. And then sometimes they'll also go on the other side of the enclosure that's not as hot where they still have some options to hide. But like, that's probably my best practice. And then I apologize for turning that sand in it when I slide it. it sounds terrible. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll cut down like logs and I like to get cork hollows and put them inside of the log. So if you guys take a look at her tail right here, this girl like just laid, I don't know if you can see, she just came out, but there's a big, log going right through oh, yeah. the cork hollow and it allows them a really tight place to wedge themselves into because if you just have a big cork hollow they're not going to stay in there because they don't feel secure because virtually a predator i think in my mind this is how it works could just crawl up in there and eat them right that makes sense so they yeah. want to be somewhere really tight and snug um where it's hard to get to and you also want it somewhere warm so that they can Wherever they're hiding, because if you get a wild caught or a captive bred or a new baby, like they're always going to hide for at least a little bit generally, unless you get lucky. And like you want them to be digesting their food. But if they're hiding at the coldest spot in their enclosure, because the only places they can wedge into are 70 degrees. Now you have a reptile that's at 70 degrees for 24 hours, which is going to be RI infections. It's going to just be a bunch of issues. So give them the opportunity to hide in a spot that is warm, that they feel secure. And you can also tong feed them and they can poke their little heads out. So if you get a wild cop, that was how I did it is like they could be right at that little edge and they'll just grab it and then go back. And like, it's not a lot of hassle for them and they eat. And then I can also hand mist them. So I think hand misting or is like also one of the biggest things for a new import or captive bred any new arrival and also when you have your reptiles like your tree monitors that's the number one key for success is just uh you know take once a week to just miss them until they stop drinking yeah. just to make sure they're really hydrated so yeah and how that's often are you feeding them feel. um if i feed them like 
like if I feed an adult, like a, a mouse, like an adult mouse, like I probably don't need to feed them for two days, three days, just cause like, I know that's a pretty protein rich meal. Um, babies, I'll, I'll throw either large crickets in every day. Um, I'll do some like diced up pinky mice right out of the egg, just cause like, I like them to have that extra protein burst, you know, just to make sure like they got a good meal in them. Um, and they generally take the pinky mice pretty easy. So I'd say babies and adolescents daily and then adults every other day. Um, but it can vary. Like if you know that they made it and you know, you just want to have a, a decent sized clutch, not anything massive, but like I'll feed them a little bit more, um, males. If I see them getting fat, like I like them to be on the leaner side just cause I don't think like when I've had males get on the heavier side, they also don't breed as well. Same way with boas. Um, I find big fat boas don't like to breed. Yeah. You know, so it's, you gotta, you gotta kind of have that moderation. So it's, you know, you just got to learn your animal and you just got to pay attention to their hips. Um, and then their bellies and then their muscle mass. Right. So <clears throat> I would say the way to look at a healthy tree monitor is they have a large enough enclosure to build good muscle mass and climb. They don't have a big belly and you know, their tail base, you can't see hip bones unless they're going to lay like no matter how much you feed a female, like right before they lay, you can always see their hip bones. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm sure there's some smart people out there that could comment on why that is with monitors. Um, I would imagine it's yeah. uh, um, there's a big drain on body fat reserves when uh, producing eggs and all that stuff. I would think. Okay. Um, are you providing like a big water bowl for these guys or are they drinking off of stuff when you spray them or? Yeah. So I have a uh, mist king that goes off and then I do the hand misting once a week. Um, I had a really bad scare with my green tree monitor, female olive. I've actually had for like 10 years now and I got her from underground reptiles, man. I got her and jalapeno, my male, he just passed, but he was also pretty dang old. Um, so RIP jalapeno, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't really, she got a fungal infection or something where I, I brought her to the vet and had to get antibiotics cause she was sitting in the water Oh yeah. and like, I'm not disciplined enough to change it out daily, you know? So it's like, I just know myself, I'd rather hand miss them. Like my wife will give me like one hour, <clears throat> like Saturday morning where she'll handle the kids and she knows like daddy is going to miss the lizards and make sure everyone has had their water. And I get to like really check them out at that point and get an idea of like what's going on with them. So sometimes I'll have a water bowl, but like these enclosures, like at the bottom, it's just, it's going to catch a bunch of poop and stuff. And then I have like the deli cup holders that I got from Cody and um, father blue. And you know, it's like, they work pretty good. Um, but I just don't think that they were great when it comes down to holding like a large jar of water. But yeah. sometimes I'll fill them up with water. So short answer is I, I don't really. I just like the hand mist because I get to interact with them more. So I don't really hold them often, but the hand misting is where I get, you know, that's that's enjoyable for me. We um, I know with with uh, with monitors, we had Mike on before, Mike Stefani on before, talk about monitors. And a lot of it with owning them is building relationships. So things like I know the hand misting and uh, tong feeding them and all that stuff is, is a lot of that is not only helpful for the health of them, but it's helpful for uh, that relationship bonding. So if you do need to be able to get them out and they don't freak out and scratch you and run all over the place. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I think tong feeding and hand misting, like these animals are, are too smart not to do that. And I think it gives them that enrichment that like, we're not a threat. Um, you know, and I think, I think if you want to have a pet with like a wild caught, you can get them to that point. Like, you know, it's just always getting them out is hard with wild caught. Like it, it almost will never change. I've had some of them for 10 years and they're still pretty spastic, but once they're, once they're out, they're all pretty calm, but the tongue feeding and hand misting, you know, especially with the captive breads, like it's going to be a cakewalk. So. Well, I know that getting them out is true because a lot of times uh, with those guys, because the relationship building is big, you don't always want to go in and just like grab and pull them out sometimes because then that reverts them back to this big thing is trying to kill me and it, it negates yeah. everything you've done that is positive with them. Um, but some of you are like, oh, I yeah. want to get my monitor out. And they go in and they, go, and they have the gloves on and they grab it. And I'm like, well, now you've just, you know, sometimes you just have to stand there for a while and work your way to getting them to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, yeah, we're tongue feeding and trying to like lure them onto your arm. And it's funny because sometimes like I'll trick them onto getting onto my arm to like get a mouse or a doobie or whatever. And then they kind of like realize like, oh crap, like he got me, like I'm on him. And then like, they like revert and run back. And the weird thing is like, they always like, they don't just bolt out of their cage. They always seem to run back to their cage. And I think that's because they know it. So it's kind of like, you know, like their security blanket or whatever. Like they just, yeah, I like it's their safe one place. out of every. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of fun. That's uh these little emerald tree skinks, sir. I was going to bring those up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, it's been a while trying to get, I, I see tons of people and the person I got these from like sends me videos of her emerald tree skinks coming out in her hands and running around and being all playful. And these fuckers won't do it for me. Uh, I've tried my hardest. But I've finally gotten them to where uh, I they're can get them. They're out a lot more now. They're out now. And I can get them to take like roaches and crickets from my fingers. Uh, but they are not coming onto my hand yet. Not but, yet. But they don't run. But they will. When they freak out, they have a big cork tube. And they just hop back down to that cork tube. And I have to wait for them to come back out and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's, you said, when so wait, em- emerald. What Are those the ones with the big tongues? No, no, no. These are. Uh, I mean, they those, are like, they're not gastrophilus? No. Let's see if I can. Whatever those things are. Um, they're fun. I, I'm going to be really sad when they're not at the house anymore, though. That's like the you one. You said they're skinks? Yeah, they're Lamprolepis smaragdina. Smarag- that's a weird way to say that shit. Look like a little. That's I mean. Good picture. Should put that one up on. This one? Yeah. Here, I'll share. It's a good picture. Yeah, that's like the one negative because we're both teachers is all of our classroom stuff comes home during the summer so we have tons of cool stuff at home during the summer and although i am ready to have my kitchen back so right now there's like seven different animal tanks in my kitchen oh that is beautiful oh they're cool and they kind of remind me of like little tiny monitors i mean they come out and they'll grab food out of like all the tongs like the tail they're probably what a little longer than the length of your hand oh they're probably about seven inches yeah but they don't have prehensile tails right no Mm -hmm. No, no. Um, they're cool though. They're they are fun. very curious little lizard, and uh, like they're they're not as boring. as like I mean, you kind of think of them like a, like the like green and but they're not like a green knoll. They're way more they're alert to what's going more on. Attentive Trust to the things going on around them. See, I, got I wouldn't. There's very few animals I would put at the level of a green and which is unfortunately like a feeder. <laughs> so yeah, see, I have to mentally separate those things. 
That's funny. There's a picture of them. Okay, those guys are cool. Do you know what I mean uh, with uh, gastrophilus? Like, I know, I know I'm saying that wrong, but like the ones that have like the big tongues and stuff, like that, that are kind of like. Yeah. Google that, James. Gastro. Get on that. I'm going to misspell this to see if it comes up. I spell everything wrong. It's okay. Man, someone's, yeah, someone's going to be like, this guy's an idiot and saying everything wrong. But it's, they this just guy. have the big, like, big tongues. It's not a blue tongue skin. Green. You know, I know it's not those. Keel bellied lizard. Gastrophilus Prezina? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so it's, when it's, it's I like typed in. Gastrophilus. I got a bot fly. That's what I got pulled up. Yeah, no, that's not oh, it. Oh god, it's definitely not it. What? Do you have a picture of Blake Wilson? No. <laughs> oh, this, you said this that Prasinus, cool, a... though. That that's the one. It's got this long tail. This is a cool looking lizard. Oh, that is neat. A green. They kind of look like a smaller green tree monitor. Yeah, like, I've really, really thought about getting it. It does kind of have two. a monitor it look to it. It says it's a it. green keel-bellied lizard. Yeah, because I'm all about some common names. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta skip, share the screen. Maybe, maybe yeah, it. you haven't changed your screen. Share this. There we go. My bad. Now click on one to make it big. Uh, let's go away. with this guy. That is like insane. if you wanna. Oh god, that's a horrible like, picture. <sighs> yeah, those guys look dope though. Yeah, and their tongues cool. look like really big. They've got kind of like a, I, like a, a girdled lizard tail, like it's a banded type scales on the tail. That's a cool looking lizard. Yeah, and like they're like it's like three four hundred bucks for a pair. Like they're not very expensive. So like if you can't, my family's home, so my dog's all pumped up for it. Um, but no, I mean I think that they're pretty sweet. So, yeah. <laughs> Joby, relax. Your dog's name is Toby. I'll go. I'll go, I'll go Joby. Joby. Okay. Relax. I'm gonna go on mute for two minutes. No, you're okay. fine. This is cool looking lizard. I, I think more people should get. Now, this is probably like an import type thing. Um, I think more people should like breed stuff like that. I think they'd make. Like, I think these little these little skinks here would make great pets for a lot of folks that want a pet lizard that's not a crested gecko. Or a bearded oh, dragon. Yeah. Not only that, but that size tank is super affordable. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say that ours, I feel like, are thriving now that we have them on the misting system. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the misting system, but they are much better with it. Really? Yeah. Yes. Because they would never, like, I mean, they're just sitting up there staring at us. I mean, people can't see on the camera, but they're right. You can't see them, but they're up here. I promise. Just oh, trust yeah. me. They're there. Uh, they are super nosy now, which is funny because we were hand misting them. And, and I, I didn't want shit to do I with I felt us. like we were pan misting almost. Maybe we were over misting them. Maybe that was the problem. I don't know. What? what are you <laughs> laughing at? Remember I sent you the picture of my buddy that found the little boa on his balcony in Costa Rica a couple yeah. days ago? So I'd commented on there. It was like, you know, I'm jealous. Fucker. You get one of those scam comments. How are you doing today, Robert? I stumbled <laughs> upon your beautiful profile. I had to jump in as a lost puppy smiles. Oh, my God. You're truly awesome and amazing. You have a lovely smile on your face. And I don't know if you're comfortable with this, but can we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> I tried sending you a friend request, but I thought that would be rude of me. So I want your permission to do so. But I appreciate it. If you send me a friend, I'm just going to respond. No. Oh my gosh. There. <laughs> just follow. Let me see them titties. And just see. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Such a man. Oh Ooh. man. Um, while while he's doing all that, let's go with uh, one of these questions that we had. Yeah. So the quite one of the questions was, how do you handle people that get upset about nature being in their nature? I uh, think that's a great question. Katie, Katie was happy because she. Came I was with very this one. proud of that question because uh, this is one of our responses. Like Robert and I always respond to respond this to people when they get upset because there was one recently. Someone felt the need in our neighborhood group to. Uh, and then he goes sit on the couch. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you traded out a dog for a so, kid. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the question that we were answering, uh, but it was how do you handle people that get upset about nature being in their nature? Uh, it stems from usually these uh, these neighborhood groups. And this one was a uh, the talk of Pearland. And someone felt the need they had to tell everybody that they saw a coyote. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy how a coyote is where a coyote is supposed to be. And... Yep. Uh, and so it, it's always, although I, on that comment, I had someone who had to grammatically correct me. Oh my God. Because I said supposed to be, and it's apparently it's supposed to be the D. I saw that. And it, I'm like, your response was and, 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 well, <laughs> He thought about that response for at least 30 minutes in the car well, before I saved he it. I'm going to read this shit because it's going to be hilarious. I'm oh, going to read it on here. So the reason, the, what happened Make was. Make sure Nick's kids can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, true. They heard worse. They heard worse. <laughs> So I'll start off by saying if you're in a neighborhood group in the first place, you just have to lower your expectations of everything. Like, yes. like yes. everyone always be like, why was there sirens last night? Or they'll be like, who was being loud outside last night? It's like, we don't even know like where you live. Like what? Like, it's such a, like you just like, they're just lonely people. In Our there. neighborhood so, is like, always uh did you hear gunshots? And yeah. then like three people were like, yeah. 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 Yeah, or or we're complaining about our water company and the water pressure. So look, like, this one, this one, so this one with the woman was the person. Dude, I couldn't even wash my beard last night. The water pressure oh, really? was so low. Yikes! Again, this person complained about or didn't complain. One felt the need she needed to warn people coyotes were fucking here, and so yeah. I, I made a, a wise ass comment. I think I said, "Oh no, there's a coyote where coyotes supposed to be." That's insane. How dare wildlife live in the wild? And then this person says, "The word is supposed." Thought you may want to know that for the future so you don't appear ignorant when you try to be a smart ass. Mm. All right, first off. Okay, hold if, on, hold on. Before you go there, though, can I just say that we spent 15 oh. minutes in the car looking up the definition of suppose and suppose. Just to be sure. And it was a beautiful moment for this grammar teacher. So <laughs> this, this this Bobcat one that I'm dealing with, we that, this out. it's literally out there where we herp. <laughs> well, this one, what cracks me up is this person, one, commented that I'm a smart ass. So do you think... <laughs> It's a good idea to grammatically correct <clears throat> someone you know is a smart ass already. So my response was this to this was person. beautifully crafted. I said, oh, I am so sorry. I see you are emphatic that you receive the D. I apologize that I did not give you the appropriate amount of D. I will make sure that next time I properly <laughs> deliver you the D. I will make sure you get so much D that you are sufficiently satisfied. Also, may I, I may be a smart ass, but ma'am, you are a twat waffle. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Oh, twat with an uh, A, an at sign, seven A, and waffle with an at sign, just in case. Just to make sure that I didn't get... That was my there. favorite part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she wants that D. She is. Oh, she's God. hungry for the D. Supposed in there. Jesus. I normally do not condone him being a troll online, but this was the fabulous, <laughs> the most fabulous way for us to spend my first day back from camp. <laughs> I was just like, is that is that is that the hill you want to die on? You want? <sighs> I didn't put a D on the end of suppose. My bad. It was great. But yes, anyways, back to the question about how do you handle people that get upset about nature. <gasps> Let's read some of these responses then. We'll talk about some of the things that happen here. Uh, 
Uh, Danielle said she giggles to herself and then asks where they expect the nature to be. If not in nature, I think I once asked someone if they could call the police, if they would call the police over a neighbor being in their own living room, because that's kind of the same thing. Um, Ashley Howdy said, let it go. You'll never change someone's mind that is entrenched in their own bias. Spend time doing better things. I agree and disagree. I feel like as an educator, I have to at least say something. Now, when someone wants to come back with me being a smart ass, I'm going to be a smart ass. But I feel like you don't say anything. Then you're part of the problem. Then people definitely stay ignorant about it if they don't know any better. Yeah. And and my thing is, is because I'm a teacher, like I know I'm not going to change everybody's mind, but there's a chance that I'm going to change one person's mindset. Yep. Then that one person is who I've got to shoot yeah, for. Yeah, I got to try. Uh, our friend Todd Autry said, I refuse relocation sometimes. If I cannot keep an animal close to its home range, I say, screw it. If that means it dies, it dies. Sounds heartless, maybe, but the amount of copperhead calls I get when people live on top of uh, den sites is maddening. Yeah, I, get, I can imagine they want you to come re remove it, and then you're like, well, I'm just going to move it over there to the woods. Yeah. Um, Todd Sanders wrote a novel, so I apologize, Todd. I'm not reading your novel, but if anybody wants to go read his novel, Anthony, I have at that. Uh, Jessica Lee Anderson, uh, Katie, you responded to this one, I think. Says, I write yes. stories for kids to entertain while also trying to educate. If the person is willing to listen, I'll share information. Otherwise, I try not to let it get me down, especially when people like to tell me about killing snakes, which is always someone's story, uh, uh, when they find that she's interested about reptiles. Okay, so, Nick, I don't... Is that the lady at Austin? And I was like, yeah. hey, there's this one that writes children's books back there. Oh when you started gosh. running. Yeah, okay. She's so cool. So I don't know if your kids are into be having stories read to them, Nick. But if they are, you need to look up this woman and you need to get some of her books because they are fabulous. Okay. I read them. They're chapter books, but they're short. And you can just read like a chapter a night. And I read them to my third graders. But like one's on like, like a ball, ball python. Each one deals with different things with snakes. But it's not just snakes. Like it's like yeah. issues like there's the drama noodle. And so there's like drama amongst like the kid and her friends. And so you're learning how to deal with people. But at the same time, you're educating people about snakes that could be also causing drama. And she's awesome. We're getting her on the podcast. I can't wait. Yes. That'd be awesome. I just got out of breath plugging my laptop in. <laughs> <laughs> that chair is not, easy, chair to move is not easy to move you, around. You guys mind if I hop in for one sec? Yeah. yeah. So I got, I got, I got babies melting down. The three and one year old are home. I'm going to go help my wife. But I love being on here today. Um, the hour did fly by, so I apologize for, for no bouncing problem. out a little bit early. No, I, it's family. It's fine. Yeah. I used to call little yeah, kids I definitely want to be back on again and, and keep this rolling because it was tons of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe, uh, we will definitely have to come back on and talk about uh, breeding. We're trying to get our, our friend Corey Martin on because she had some breeding questions, uh, like lay boxes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So we'll try to get you back oh, on yeah. and have her on and she can pick your brain about because she's getting into monitors now. So Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure, you guys. I yeah, love man. being on here. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I, I look forward to being on again soon, and thank you for your time. Before you sign off, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for that? Um, so some people insist on trying to call me. I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk a lot just because I got, you know, a million things. Like, And I work on the phone. Like my, I have to make 70 calls a day at work, you know, when I'm working. So it's like I don't want to talk on the phone. So it's Facebook or Instagram. And I would say Instagram. Um, if it's going to be, you want to see pictures of my kids, it's Liz kid. Um, the lizard kid, sorry, the lizard kid. If you want to see tree monitors, it's Liz kid tree monitor. So L I Z K I D and then tree monitor. 
Um, and then I also have a Facebook page, which I don't communicate on tons. It's the Lizard Kids Reptile Company. And it used to be pet sitting, but I don't do pet sitting no more. So that's too much. Don't I'm going to ship the, the lizards and like, I don't want to deal with other people. <laughs> so, I get that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then you can also add me on Facebook, just Nick Gill. I like to use Messenger and stuff as well. Only reason I'm on Facebook is to, to talk to uh, lizard people, you know. Or or snake people, animal people, I guess is a better term. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. That was it's a lot of and like I said, we're definitely gonna have you back on to get more into and talk about tree monitors and and like I said, we'll get Corey on, it'll she'll go crazy about picking your brain on how to breed them. Heck yeah. And yeah. then if I can convince my wife I'll get a Brazilian rainbow firm yet, but we'll we'll talk about that later. We can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Later guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Darian just shared a picture and said, what the actual fuck is going on? And it's the lady holding the, the but then it's another at an event with the, an alligator on a kid's head. And it's not a little alligator. Jesus, people what the hell's wrong with people? Uh, so a couple of things before we move further. I, well, we'll get into some of this other stuff. But uh, one, I always forget to mention our uh, Patreon. We do have a Patreon. If, if anybody feels uh the need or if you're like hey i've got an extra five bucks i want to spend uh go join our patreon there's, there's nothing extra but it does help us pay for all this uh which would be greatly appreciated and then also i realized i never did our giveaway for last month i was gonna <laughs> ask who won our giveaway no no one no <laughs> one did um so i'm gonna do it real quick let me just uh number. you're funny so while you're doing that um darren watson said that since we're on the subject have you seen the videos on youtube of people killing natives like squirrels skunks raccoons and chipmunks with why would anybody kill a chipmunk like they're the cutest little freaking things ever anyways have you seen people killing those with air rifles because they're coming in their backyard and no i have not seen these videos I have. i'm I mean, also not on youtube a lot like here's here's my whole take on that if it's legal it's none of my business there you go there you go if they're not illegally killing the animals none of my business yeah, like it, it, look, it bothers me people kill snakes, and I think sure. there's a way around it, but it is it is illegal for them to do so. Yeah, that's fine. I, it's my uh, job in life to try and convince them that it's not the right thing to do, not that it's not the illegal thing to do, but not the right thing to do, and and, and it's fine. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, it, I'm not a fan of people killing things for the sake of killing things. Yeah, uh, some people will kill these things just because they have an air rifle and there's a squirrel. Uh, and, and they just kill it just for shits and giggles. That's kind of fucked up, um, but it is what it is. By the way, I got I got our winner. So our, our giveaway was our prize pack of uh, board games, which are sitting back here. Our winner is Thomas Martin. Thomas Martin's answer for well, the question was, um, tell us what or where was your favorite family summer vacation or day trip? And Thomas Martin's was a good old hike slash herp with the spawn. I mean, anybody who refers to their child as a spawn automatically is a winner in my book. So, uh, Thomas Martin, I will reach out to Thomas Martin. You have won the prize. We'll get that sent out to you, and you can play some games with the spawn. I can get that mailed out this week because we're still on summer vacation. That is true. Uh, and then we'll figure out any other uh, giveaways coming up. But, uh, anyways, so that got done. I mentioned Patreon. Please, anybody, Patreon. Be great. Also, uh, our store, if you want a shirt. We still have the store up. You can go get a shirt. Erica got a shirt. Er yeah, Erica McVeigh got. Did you see that? Erica McVeigh's uh, tank top that she got. She got a Reptile Gummo podcast tank top. I did. You know what we might give away? What? A pair of shoes that are too small for our child. That's true. We do have a pair of shoes that Joe can't fit in because her feet are too small. So we oh, might, my God. Because Sean got them for her. And she then could, she could wear them for like 
three weeks. Maybe. Yeah, and then she outgrew them. Because she wears size gigantic. 46. Yeah. Fucking huge ass feet. Anyways, uh, I didn't get to go over this question while he was here, but I do want to go over this one. It's, uh, if you could own any small monitor species, which one would it be and why? So there's some good ones. Uh, Ashley Howdy said King Gorum. Uh, King Gorum, they're, they're a small monitor species, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think Corey Martin's gotten into those. I think. Uh, Megan, our friend Megan said Ackies, which yeah. I was an Ackie person until, until I saw Rock. Kimberly Rock monitors. Uh, I agree. Lee Reddy said, I think all arboreal reptiles are the best in my opinion. So I'm going to say green or blue tree monitors, which he's the reason we had Nick on tonight. And then Sean Gray also said King Gorham. Drew said Mertens. Mertens monitors, which I guess is small-ish. They are. So Mertens. Brian Levin said blue tree monitors. Todd Sanders says, I have truly wanted to get into Aki monitors, mainly for the size. I love the other monitor species, but the Aki's don't require near the amount of room. Another small reptile I've always wanted and interested in for the size are the red-eyed crocodile skinks, which is what Katie wants. Because unlike the other species, they stay small and don't require a lot of space. Katie wants red-eyed crocodile skinks. Yeah, they're still on the list. But somebody has recently convinced me that just because it's on the list doesn't mean that I should actually own it. Because you have to take care of those things once you have them. I know. And when it comes to the lizards, you actually make me take care of them. Yeah, because I don't like taking care of lizards. I know. Uh, Darren Watts said, I'm a huge fan of green tree monitors. I love the bright, vibrant green color. I think they're the perfect size. They're readily available as captive bred. Regular handling can produce docile monitors that tolerate us annoying human owners. Uh, Nathan Holcomb said, I would like, uh, I like the look of Timor monitors, which are a nice little one, uh, ish little one. Uh, but people seem to agree that Aki's is a much better option. It probably Jason, who was in the chat earlier. Said definitely green or blue tree monitors, kind of partial to the arboreals. Ryan Gossel said probably either an Aki or a Kimberly Rock. I just I love the look of a Kimberly. Aki's are fine. I thought they were cool, but Aki's look like they remind me of like the I don't know the bearded dragon version of a monitor. They're 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 kind of stockier and everything. Kimberleys have that cool thin monitor look and that point yeah. like the little green dinosaurs that ate that guy in, in <clears throat> the second Jurassic Park. Yep, that kind of head. <laughs> it totally does. So that's that's what I love. Uh, and then Joe at Repticulture, I guess, was that student in school that was given the instructions and then did his own fucking thing and probably still failed the assignment. Said, not small per se, but I've always wanted a parenti. Well, no shit. It's not small, Joe. <laughs> That's a big ass monitor. Joe just likes to go big. So, I mean, yeah. And you're not the only one that would want a parenti considering we can't have them. Yeah. So don't they call those go anus? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the one from uh like shit you can live on it. Down Rescuers down under. Oh, I don't know what that shit is. You never watch Rescuers down under the cartoon? The little no. mice that went to Australia? No, we weren't allowed to watch cartoons. Well, childhood. it would have been after No, it wouldn't. It was in the eighties. Yeah, you were in your twenties in the eighties, weren't you? What the what fuck? The no, fuck? I wasn't How born in the sixties, Katie. He's only a few years I was older born than me. in eighty. Oh, just kidding. Thanks. What the fuck? Asshole. You were 20 in the 80s. Rescuers <laughs> down. Uh, and I was I was at. That's uh, not 80s. That's mm, early 90s. 1990. Okay, so I'm off by a year. I was off by a lot of years. Maybe I did see this. No. They also I'd had, rescue, they had Rescuers down under, and they had um the Rescuers. The Rescuers was the first one. The first that one. was in the 80s. Yeah. 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 That shit. The second one is way better. We watched John Wayne and Westerns at my house growing up. This is the one that had the albatross, the giant bird, and that's how they flew around. And anyways, anyways, the main one of the main bad guys, which I don't think was really a bad guy. And I've she seen, wasn't I've seen so like the Never Ending Story, huh? So like the Never Ending Story. No, he's never I've never seen actually that. seen that. 
Don't give me shit. You didn't see this one. Well, yeah, but th- I saw the it. Never ending the Never Story is a good I movie. I still don't understand like, how you've never Rescuers seen it. Rescuers Down Under is a great cartoon. Movie. So the problem is, is we need to watch The Never Ending Story with you and our child at the same time because I'm only ever going to rewatch it once. But how do you know when it's over? Because you're going to cry. Yes. Yeah. Is that the one with the snake pit? What's the one with the snake pit where the kid falls into the snakes with his horses? Mm. Lonesome Dove? That lonesome? No. That's Lonesome Dove. <laughs> That's but, yeah. but no, there's another one I'm thinking of. I mean, there is a there horse is a, that falls into something a, in this. There, in there but not snakes. Yeah, it's the saddest scene in the it whole movie. And the horse dies. The saddest scene in the history of movies. Yeah, I'm good. Big flying fluffy dog. Well, that's not the same. That's not the same character. This is an actual horse. No, I know, but I'm saying the movie Falcor is has a big flying fluffy dog. Yes, different character. I'm fully aware that it's not a horse. That's why I called it a dog. Plus, I think it may be one of the few movies that makes our child emotional because she is never emotional in the movies, which is another reason I want to watch it with her. See, Su- Suzanne, that's the name of the, the monitor. Uh-huh. And is it Suzanne or Susanna? Susanna? I think Susanna. I don't know. Oh, Susanna? I don't know. Uh, but I saw a thing once that said that she was a Disney princess. I forget the breakdown of how to make her a Disney princess, but they made her a Disney princess. Have you ever seen Labyrinth? Yeah, I've yes. seen Labyrinth. Okay. So has Joe. Have the, you ever been to a Rocky Horror Picture Show? Babe with the power. I've never been to one. I've never been to we one. We need to do that. That would be fun. They are a blast. The Labyrinth was Joe definitely written while high. 16. There's what? Hmm? Joe has to be 16 to watch Rocky Horror. I was 16 when I saw it. I turned out okay. I think I was much younger when I saw that, actually. I grew up with my dad, and so I watched a lot of stuff. That yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Dirty Dancing was my favorite movie as a small child. Yeah, how the fuck, what the fuck is wrong with you? I've never the seen that. The music is have fabulous. Really? I've, never I've seen it a million times. No, I'm good. The music is I know way everyone watched Dirty Dancing or Flashdance. If I was gay, uh, I would have had a crush on... Patrick Swayze. Yes, he, good to know. All right, everybody. Nothing for me. Robert wishes he could have fucked Patrick Swayze. All, hey, you know, then I could have blackmailed him for some money. Amanda has never seen the never. So this is from the Reddies. Has never seen the never ending story either. But Lee has never been to Six Flags. How you live near yeah, Dallas? He lives right there. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's really no reason to go to Six Flags. Fuck it. I mean, unless you like uh, roller coasters. If you're not a roller coaster person, I find Six Flags to be pointless. Yeah. But, My daughter loves still, the music from Rocky at some point in your life. Show. That's one of her. That's that's one of her all time favorite soundtracks. So Jason Creek Mauer. Did I got it? See, I think sure. there's the one last week I tried to pronounce. And I was right. I think it's Mauer. Uh, said that his wife loves Rocky Horror and convinced him to watch it this year for the first time. Yeah, I have it on DVD. Blew his mind. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's one of those things where, like, when you ask people what they know Tim Curry from. If they say Rocky Horror, I know we're going to get along well. Yeah. It's also or a, Clue. It's also a movie that kind of makes no sense. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. It's like if they say they know Alan Rickman from Dogma. I'm like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves Robin is Hood where Prince I go. Man. Galaxy yeah. Quest. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking love. I totally forgot about that one. That's a good one. Galaxy Quest is one of the best movies ever. It's so underrated. It's a super underrated movie. Uh. I know this turned from a reptile podcast to a movie podcast, but... I, uh, well, it, I mean, it's really never an anything podcast. It's no. a fucking podcast. Uh, anyways, let's we look can at- blame Joe for that because it was because of his post where we started talking about the, rescuers down under. That's right. That's right. That's what spun us on this tyrant. Uh, let's go over some things that were in the discussion group. There were a few things. So this popped up. Uh, oh, this is in the story I'm thinking of. But this is another one that said uh, some Florida pythons may actually be a mix of multiple snake species. I read through it. Uh, the person they quoted sounded pretty intelligent. Uh, but some of the other stuff that Yahoo News put in there sounded pretty fucking stupid. Uh, talking about like uh, super snakes. Because what they're finding is that there's some Indian python blood mixed in with the Burmese python blood. Which I think, considering most of these things came from the pet trade in the first place, doesn't surprise me. 
Uh, but now you have all these non-reptile people who are like, they're making super snakes down there. It's, yeah. No, that's not what they're saying. That's not, that's not how that works. Um, they're going to look like Burmese because Indian pythons look a lot like a Burmese python. And I'm sure at some point in the 80s and 70s, uh, they were just getting whatever in and breeding whatever if, if they could. And so, yeah, it, but it's not a super snake. This one was interesting. Did you read the article about the alligator that they found in Texas? So it said an alligator egg was stolen from a Texas zoo 20 years ago. Wildlife officials found an eight-foot alligator living as a pet in the backyard of a person. It's from the uh, the snake farm. For anybody that's ever watched Dirty Jobs, and if you ever remember in New Braunfels when they went to the snake farm in like 2007, uh, this was the, that zoo. And apparently this person worked there as a volunteer at some point and then like stole a baby alligator cool. some 20 years ago. I read this article, yeah. And and raise it up, and, and even the zoo was like, "Well, she's taking pretty good care of it." <laughs> but you know, in the state, there's a lot of legality issues with them. Yeah. So, uh, so that was interesting. Katie also posted a giant ass moth you found. Yeah. So at camp, I took the snake cook with me. I never saw a single snake. I think it was because it was never really consistently warm enough. Um, there was a, from what I've been told, a large copperhead like on the way up from the river one day, but it, as soon as the kids started coming up the path to get back up to camp from the river, it skedaddled off. I'm sure they were quite loud. Um, and then there was some type of a water snake out when they were canoeing, but it went to the other side of the, the river and didn't come on our side. So they didn't worry with it either and just left it be. Uh, but the camp actually has invested in some grabbers, are they good ones? Uh, not really, but I mean, you know. <laughs> are are they, they snake grabbers or are they just like trash grabbers? Like the little ones. Can we just have. donate them a couple pair of stonies? We probably should. Um, and I don't know why we haven't thought to do that or even hooks for that matter. Uh, well, they're metal on the end. No, those are garbage. Don't and worry. yeah. So yeah. The, but the person they have on leadership is actually the one that helped me relocate to last year. And so she's real into animals and reptiles. She's the one I did. I sent you the picture of the toad. Yes. Yeah, that was the one who was holding the toad. He had like the saddest little grump face. It was precious. He tried to jump. That's every toad's face. He tried to jump in campfire the night we were making s'mores. Well, you would too if you were a toad. It's a pretty uh, shitty life. Just so, sit around. Uh, but yeah, knocking so anyways, balls on the ground his mom yep. was hanging out at the office, and one of the other camp moms and I were trying to figure out what type of moth it was. And wow. so our buddy Brian, who lives up that way, um, he said it was a polyphemus. Yeah, it's basically like a giant silk moth. Pretty cool looking. But it was very cool looking. There were several of them up there. Uh, uh, we also, I got to see um, a bear, a black bear. You did? That was true. Uh, that was terrifying. How? I had to drive past Why? that it's point to bear. get to my cabin every just a black night. bear. It wasn't like a grizzly bear. And that's probably what we heard that night when I was on the phone with you. And I was like, there is something big So here's the thing about cabin. black bears. They're pretty okay until they're not. Yeah. If they attack you, it's because they're trying to murder you. Yeah. Yeah. Any- uh, well, unlike a grizzly, which will attack you in defense and then run away. And right. If a black bear attacks you, it's probably trying to kill you. I mean, there's you. a crap ton of deer up there too, because I'd see them almost every night when I. And they'll start in. eating you before you're dead. Yes, but like I was the deer. On, That's crazy. I was on the phone with him one night, and I was like, "There is something really big outside my cabin, but I'm not opening the door to see what it's it Bigfoot. is." Um, it's possible. You know what? It was probably one of those black bears from your neighborhood. Yes, traveled to Alabama <laughs> all the way. They were running the whole way. Uh, any updates I'll on the black right bear in your neighborhood? No. no. no that lady actually left the neighborhood group because nobody believed her. Go figure. Go figure. For anybody listening last week. By the way, I also apologize. Uh, I never actually put out last week's episode for those that listened to the audio version until yesterday. Uh, I realized yesterday that I had not put out last week's episode. So you're going to get two this week. Congratulations. 
Uh, going through here, Brian McDowell posted a funny picture of two raccoons staring down a cottonmouth in a, in a river. Yeah, the which the cottonmouth ended up biting one of them on the face and it died. Okay, maybe not so funny. Yeah, because he the guy, um, what's his name? That Southern Outdoor. Yeah, yeah. He he posted. Uh, he's like, well, found the raccoon. Well, do you think the other one learned? I hope so. There were two raccoons. The other one probably watched. He said that raccoon kept fucking with that cottonmouth and like getting in his face. And finally, the cottonmouth's like, "All right, I've had enough. I've given you an opportunity. Now I'm going to bite you in the face." And to just point, the cottonmouth is sitting on a rock. It did not chase the raccoon. Nope. In case anybody was wondering if that happened, Uh, another fun picture that got floated around a couple places was a cane break found in Alabama on a shopping cart at Walmart. In inside the Walmart, like where they put the shopping carts for you to get it. Uh, there was a little baby cane break sitting up on top of a cart. The Gaboon Life Biper lady has been identified. Have they? April Jackson, the reptile lady. All right. So anybody out there who's thinking about hiring a reptile person, if it's April Jackson, please don't. Yep, Ever. There's more pictures of her at another event with little kids outdoors holding a moon viper. Fucking A. Yeah, she needs to be blasted all over stuff and, and knocked out of the hobby. Uh, that is not good for us. But anyways, this little cane break was found. And it was fun. It was interesting reading some of the uh, comments of experts on how this baby's there that means the mom must be nearby uh no no it doesn't it doesn't i'm, I'm gonna tell you she's like well you don't know i'm like yeah i kind of do the mom is most likely not there uh and then they're like well if it's that young it was just born it wasn't born in walmart so so mom is not there but anyways it was a little cane break on a shopping cart um bum, 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 bum. it's july yeah, we are look. She's just holding a fucking kaboom viper. God damn. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Travis Wyman posted a cool paper on sea snake vision. I may have to go read that. I don't know. The, I don't know Travis's definition of cool here, but I will read that. Let's see what else got posted. Going through, going through. Reptile stress. Oh, this was interesting. This was in the Reptiles magazine. Did you see the one we talked about? And I, I, I posted it. Uh, but it says rattlesnakes stress out less when together. So they found in a study that, that when rattlesnakes are near other rattlesnakes, they don't tend to rattle and stress out as much. Every reptile keeper was like, cohab. I mean, every rattlesnake <laughs> yeah. keeper. Uh, but I think it does lead to us as a hobby, maybe not badmouthing cohab as much. Look, we, we got to understand the dangers. There is a risk. I used to badmouth it a lot, but the more I've learned, the more I've found that it can be done right. Yeah. It's got to be a big enough enclosure. Mm-hmm. They both have to have spaces to where they can go and they can separate. There is the risk in certain species that one may eat the other. And there is the risk that one may eat the other in species you don't think of, like ball pythons. That happens sometimes. Sure. Um, so that's a risk. But there's also the risk that your animal, if you have one of those like snakes that strike every time you walk into a snake room, maybe if you compare it with another snake of the same, I would, I would suggest same species in, in most situations, uh, maybe it will not be that animal that is always stressed out when you walk into your reptile room. Um, but there are lots of zoos that do cohab. Like our zoo, Houston Zoo has a cohab uh, exhibit that has uh, cotton ma- or uh, copperheads, yeah, rattlesnakes, and rat snakes all in the same well, enclosure. Look at what Ari and them are doing. Yeah, they're gonna have all kinds of stuff. Or yeah, it yeah. can be done. It just gotta be done. You can't you can't throw two snakes in a forty breeder. Yeah, with, and be like we're good. With paper towels and be like okay. Yeah. So, but I think this is a very interesting article. I think maybe. You know, we don't think of all these animals as social. And, and I've been guilty. I mean, like These are solitary animals, but they're not always solitary animals. We just tend to find them by themselves a lot of time. Um, so that was an interesting one. Um, oh, 
there was a thing about there's a legless gecko found in that's found in Australia, which I was I cool. That. I was like, look at the flipper legs. Yes, it's, it's uh, grab my strong hand. It's it does look a little odd. Please tell me you've seen that movie. Which one? Grab my strong. It was that scary movie. Uh, Isn't it? No, that's um. Grab my strong hand. What? Wow. What shit? Someone's thinking right now. They're like, I know what it is. It's got um, what's his name? Who Chris, always plays weird ass roles? Uh, I know. I'll find it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> there was also this. This is fun. This is a good picture. Nathan posted this picture from Animal Photography. It is a scary movie. This is yeah, of a male fan throated lizard. Here I'm like, you know what? Why, why the fuck am I doing this? I can just go ahead and God, why did nobody say, hey, just pull this shit up? There it is. This uh, this lizard taking a walk. Uh, this very confident lizard. It's actually a scary movie. Yeah, two, two. Okay. Oh shit, sorry. Look at this. Uh, That's a funny picture. Yeah, just just confidently walking along the rock. Like I got this. <laughs> um. Oh, I posted this one. It's a poisonous Chris bird. Priscilla. That's right. It's a poisonous bird. Not the only poisonous bird. There are. After reading some stuff, there are, there are several other species of poisonous bird. Uh, but this so, is a poisonous bird that even like the feathers and all can cause like your fingers to go numb that this person is now holding barehanded because yeah, i asked you i was like so why is this person holding it and you were like because they're a moron yeah like, I, I i read some stuff where people said they've collected um they've done studies on birds and they've had to move them from remove them from nets and they say that their fingers start to tingle and go numb so poisonous birds uh this is a another one with a video of a gharial eating gharials are just cool looking crocodilians yeah. i think my favorite video of gharial is when a guy tried to pick one up from behind the head I missed that one. Didn't work. Did not go well? No. Uh, here's one for you, Katie. This frog. Yeah, I know. I saw. Uh, yeah, I'll even make it bigger on our screen. Where's my... I got to wait Wait for it. Wait for it. Bo-bam. That's a cool frog. It's crazy looking. Uh, it doesn't look real. But why? Like, it just doesn't <laughs> look real. And I got to assume it's maybe slightly poisonous with a bright red belly like that, you would think. It looks like it could jack you up. I mean, it's a little frog. You know, it jack me up. I can step on it. I'm not, well. not overly afraid of it. I'm like, oh, God, I need to run away from this frog. Interesting feature of the black microhylid frog is that it does not appear to favor communication by sound. So it doesn't want to hear your shit. No. The males don't even have a vocal sound. So do you think like when the female's like yelling, are you listening to me? He's like, no, I don't <laughs> communicate by sound. <laughs> You are not that frog species. I am that frog. I'm sorry. I don't you communicate with sound. Okay. Uh, this was funny. White throated monitor on a free tailed bat. Yeah, the bat's like, I will put your face in my mouth. And <laughs> that monitor is like, no, I'm just going to eat you anyways. It. Yeah. That's cool. What? Guy I went to police academy with, got hired by our little manual police department. Cool. cool. His name is Willard Panky. Panky? Mm -hmm. Willard. Willard. Yeah. I, uh, I somehow missed that it was World Snake Day the other day. I don't know how I missed that, but yeah, it was. I don't know how we missed it either. But this little garter snake reminds me. I've been talking. I'm hopefully we're gonna have someone on soon that uh, that does garter snakes, like really, really pretty garter snakes. I'm looking forward to that. Pretty. I, I mean, I I'm not gonna own garter snakes, but a lot of them are pretty. Yeah, I don't want something I gotta feed fish to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. That's why I won't own anything. I have to feed fruit flies to. This is beautiful, and I want to go do this. So I need a, you to make this happen for me. 
They are helping loggerhead sea turtle babies. I just want you to know that next August we will have been married for 15 years. So Ugh. this is a an anniversary trip for us next year. I somehow year. missed and the part where we had a fight. I probably miss how it works. <laughs> yeah. Except, except for Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Belle's in Louisiana right now. <laughs> is she? Yeah. That's I miss right. I miss where the sea turtle is part of the list of anniversaries. Like okay. I know there's like gold yes. and wood. No, no, and I don't need any of that shit. Take me to see baby sea turtles. And there's sea turtle? That's what I mean. Is it the 15 year? Anniversary yeah. gifts. For 15. Next it year, it's going to be sea turtles. It's sea turtle, apparently. 15 <laughs> is tortoiseshell. Is it really? Is it I don't seriously? know. I just made that shit. Uh, <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Like, oh God, I'm waiting for it to load. We'll see. That would be hilarious if it is. <laughs> Like it was meant to happen. That's <laughs> beautiful. Extraordinary fossil captures the struggle for existence during Mesozoic. I have not read this one. I have not either. But Ryan Gosselin posted it's dinosaurs. He always, I always dinosaur posted stuff. it today. Uh, and then also on here is the video we talked about with the dumbass woman and her fucking gaboon viper. So ridiculous! Wow, we do not need to be that what? large. Oh, look, screen. we're all on the screen. People can see this, but whoa! That's Anywho, too much. James. Uh, so yeah, that was. That was our show this week. Mm-hmm. 15 years is crystal. I don't need crystal. She needs sea turtles. I just need sea turtles. I want to see baby all right, so, sea turtles. So here's the challenge to all our listeners. We're going to now change the... Uh, we need to make a list of what the wedding anniversary ones are for reptile keepers. So two years ago, you got a red foot. Or was that last year? That was two years ago. It was two years ago. Because I got my next No, it was last year. It was the last um, Lafayette show because I also got one. He got one in Corpus because I got him that. I got him that one. You got the other. And he got me the Mexican Black King Snake. That's right. We ended up surprising each other with animals that year. Dude, what's in my beard? Why does it look so gray? Uh, it could be gray, gray hair. Streak right there. Okay. You you could be. <laughs> I wish this part. I mean, you, you know, you were twenty. In, you were twenty in the eighties. Your so. daughter very very candidly was like, "So we're just gonna let the gray grow out." While she was cutting my hair the other day, I was like, "Yeah, I don't even care anymore." All right, so so we're gonna. I think we're, I'm gonna put a list together. I'm gonna post it, and I want my listeners to help us come up with uh, anniversary gifts. So well, fir- you got a snake for a wedding gift. Well, no, 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 no. I don't mean like what could you get. We're going to replace the traditional in order, like first anniversary is paper. So it's not every year, though, is it? Yeah. Second uh, anniversary is cotton. Third anniversary is leather. Okay, now we're just getting kinky. Kinky. Yeah. Uh, fourth anniversary is fruit or flowers. <clears throat> uh, fifth anniversary is wood. You know, I can give you that. Well, that's mine this year. We, this will be our five years of being actually married. So. so you can get some wood. Yeah. Or she gets wood. Anyways, Got it. sixth anniversary <laughs> is candy or iron. That's a drastic get, difference between the two. I get candy all the time. Candy or iron. Uh, seventh anniversary, wool or copper. So you just get copperhead. Is that what I get? No. Oh, okay. Eighth anniversary is bronze. Because so a bronze statue. Apparently, we're living in the bronze age. It's a ninth anniversary is pottery. I don't think we have ever done anything off this list. Not once. Tenth anniversary is tin or aluminum. What kind of shitty tenth anniversary? Here you go. There's a can. Enjoy this can. I bought you some aluminum foil at HEB. Happy anniversary. This is crazy. Uh, 11th anniversary, steel. What the fuck am I? 12th anniversary is silk or linen. 13th anniversary is lace. So, And, of course, the picture here is like a 90. So apparently that's what we're getting. Uh, fifth, no, we're on 14 uh, this year. 14th is ivory. So you, <laughs> Can you give me some ivory? Can you kill no. me an elephant? And- Jeez. <laughs> If you love me, you would kill an elephant, Katie. I disagree with this. You could just go kill an elk and get the ivory teeth. (laughs) Maybe it's just ivory soap. 
There we go. I'll buy you a bar of ivory soap. Uh, 15th is crystal. 16th is wax. What a shitty one. What? We can make like a wax candle out of just, our hands or something. Or you can something. just not. Just use a Q-tip. And here's my used Q-tip. That's right. gross. <laughs> I already some, throw those away when you leave them in the some bathroom. wax. Uh, 17th anniversary is furniture. Here's a couch. You can sleep we on it now. We couch, but I'm hey, not waiting. Hey, motherfucker. Here's a lift chair. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not waiting three more years to get a, a new couch. 18th anniversary is porcelain. Because in 2023, that's what everybody needs is porcelain. Uh, 19th anniversary is bronze again. Apparently, they were like, it was so good the first time. Let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. 20th anniversary is China. You get the whole country. <laughs> the whole country of China. And then they, and then they go by I five. because you, you get a set of China when you get married, and they figure 20 years in, you're going to replace it and get a new one. And no, and, and your kid is going to inherit the one you had for your You life. get a set of China when you get married? A lot of we registered for them. No, that's not a we. That's not a we. It's a tradition. I guess because Rachel and I were both already grown and had been married and already had two houses that we combined. We didn't need all that. Yeah. yeah. So, so at 20, I was the first one to get married in my family. So we literally said, just give us money. <laughs> that's we had a lot of money. We did. So from 20 up, it's every five. So 25th year is silver. Yeah. 30th year is pearl. See, and you I'm get cool. pearl, You can get uh, Pearl Island Boas. See, I'm a, totally fine with like 20, uh, 25, 35th years coral. 30. Hey, 35 years, I get a coral snake. I don't know. Uh, 40th anniversary is Ruby. I don't know who she is, but I get her on my 40th anniversary. By then, I don't think anything's going to work, so I won't get to enjoy her. <laughs> but uh, 45th anniversary is Sapphire. Apparently, we're just going to a strip club at some point. We got Ruby and Sapphire. Notice how when I get old, I start getting all the jewels. <laughs> Now you need a cinnamon. And- <laughs> They're like by 45, 45th anniversary and fifty, your sex life doesn't exist. So now you're when just buying her shit. Diamonds. Fiftieth uh, is gold. Fifty fifth is emerald. Damn. Sixtieth is you're never getting diamond. There's no fucking way I'm living to sixty years of what, of marriage. Of me? marriage. There's no fucking way. How old will I be? You do the math. I'm gonna do the fucking math. O A F. That is fucking true. How okay? You know what I hate about where we live. What is it's eight thirty six p.m. and it's still daylight outside and it's eighty seven degrees and feels like ninety seven. Oh degrees. yeah, oh yeah. You know what I hate is I can't go fly my uh, drone right now because you can fly mine. <laughs> I feel bad I don't have one. Fucking birds. Um, yes, Darren, I saw the turtle Volkswagen bug. Uh, Close. Uh, what Tyson said, I was. Something's going on. With my I was say in my own. I think there's some typos there. You could live to be 84, James. But do I want to? <laughs> uh, are you? Can have you deciphered what Todd said? Yeah. Can I will say in my own experience, uh, I had a very. It's literally one word. I would me say off. in my own experience. I had a very defensive male, and after we started breeding him, he calmed down slightly. It's funny. I've had some females that once they had babies, they're like, nope, I'm a bitch now. I hate your guts. Look at what you did mm. to me. I was married to one. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. So, anyways, I, I uh, we're totally going to come up with things that you can get. And they don't have to be animals, but, like, you get cages on this year. Uh, which of one of, a lot of us, y'all used to keep green, red-tailed, right? Oh. Uh, I did not keep them. Uh, I, I've I've dealt with them like once, and they were fucking pissy. That was this was a pet store in a small town where our college was, and it was a small town. Uh, oh, woman would just randomly order shit off of her importer list or list, and she ordered green red tail rat snake. She said that sounds pretty. 
And I uh, got two, like, four-plus-foot green-tailed rat snakes who did not want to be touched. And, uh, yeah, she ended up having to send those back because they would not stop striking at the glass when someone walked by. And, Good Lord. Yeah, being together did not help them. Those things worked together, and they still learned to kill everybody. So yeah. Cohab didn't help those. But it, it wouldn't if you were a four-and-a-half-foot red-tailed rat snake taken out of the wild and then, like, hey, live in this cage now. But they're cool, I guess. Maybe y'all, y'all need some because y'all need some big colubrids. She wants some. Got to got to bring some of those other things. Get get rid of some other things. All the ball pythons. Gross yeah. ball pythons. Yeah. Um. So I can get rid of all of it. <laughs> so anybody got anything else? We're good. 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 I'm not good. Well, I'm really you tired. Will be good, I feel like shit. Um, uh, my schedule is about to get crazy again because Girl Scouts. Did we have a up. guest on tonight? Yes. Yes. Remember we talked about monitors. You were very talkative. Me? Him? No, I mean he yeah. joined. Yeah, you joined in the conversation. We talked about monitors. I'm having a stroke. It was like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> you smell like almonds in here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Uh, next week we will have a guest in studio. Yeah. So we will have a guest in studio. We have Brittany next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. The and uh, then August 1st is when Girl Scout stuff on Tuesday start again. Whoop, whoop. What's that have to do with us? Not we podcast on Tuesday, so I may or may not be here unless we shift to Wednesdays. We're not shifting. You'll be here. Fucking Girl Scouts. They've been doing it for hundreds of years. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, school starts up soon. I don't think there's anything else that's been going on lately. Not much else. Uh, people complaining about nature being in their nature. We talked about that. Patreon, please. Patreon. I mean, I'll beg a little bit, not a ton, a little bit. I did say you're really surprised that there's a bobcat out there. There's like a thousand acres of woods right next to you. And she goes, "You don't have to be rude." And I'm like, "I'm no, <laughs> well, not rude. I'm just being rude." Just how do you not understand? Stating the facts. Right. God, I'm sorry that facts hurt. Oh, why would you tell me there's bobcats out there? You know, they weren't out there until you said they were out there. I have dogs. Okay, <laughs> that's good. But nature has nature has cats. I don't right. know. <laughs> right. Oh fuck, people, humans. Stupid. Uh, anyways, if you stuck around this long, thanks. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, don't maybe we'll get a get a giveaway for August. Anybody out there's listening and wants to do a giveaway, let us know. We'll do a giveaway for August. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be here. You be here. Don't be here. I will try and get this out this week. That is the goal. It'll be you better. will. I'll remind you. I'm here now. That's true. So I wasn't here last week. We can blame that on me. Yeah, it's all Katie's fault. I like this. Let's all blame Katie. <laughs> and Robert's having a stroke over here, so let's go ahead and let me get him home so he can have a stroke at home so I don't have to explain that to anybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for listening. If you want to get a hold of Robert for our racks, cages, fancy pencils, com. Maybe. You need some fancy pencils. Everybody gets some fancy pencils done. Yeah. So, and then us, it's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, at gmail.com on patreon if i keep saying it maybe somebody will give me five dollars uh that's it good night thanks for hanging out bye